In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. It's a sunny day here in Cornwall, England, and I'm joined by Jack Duffin. Jack, where in the world are you, buddy? So I'm back in Essex. Um, the sun was shining today, but unfortunately, it's looking a little bit chilly tomorrow. So uh, hopefully everyone wraps up warm as you're listening. Well, we've got 14 minutes and 30 seconds to discuss breaking down the Browns free agency contracts. And there's no one better out there than Jack Duffin when it comes to Brown's contracts. So let's start straight into it, mate. What are all these void years you're going on about? So we've signed 10 players. We're just going to run through all 10 free agency signings that they've made. We're not including exclusive rights free agents because those people, they can't sign anywhere. They're just basically uh, UDFAs that are still hanging around. Um, so void years is effectively um, when someone signs a contract, they're... Uh, signing bonus breaks down across up to five years. So say you sign, give someone a five-year deal on a five million signing bonus, that's going to be one million each of the five years. Say someone signs a two-year deal for five million signing bonus, that's two and a half in the first year, two and a half in the second year. So what you can do is create three fake years, basically, call them void years, and then it breaks down one million a year. But once that player then leaves the team after the two years, you just take that three million that you've still got spread out into the future. So it's a bit like shopping with a credit card. You can still spend that money, but you just have to pay it back in the future. Um, so lots of people, it's, it's where the mistake comes of, hey, the cap isn't real, blah, blah, blah. And lots of people have tried to credit Andrew Berry. Andrew Berry's done some great stuff this offseason. Shopping with a credit card isn't something you can congratulate someone for doing. It's really easy to do. Um, it's all about how you pay that credit card back in the future. So he's done some smart stuff, and we're going to go through the contracts. But uh, the whole void year stuff isn't stuff that people should be going, oh, RGM's awesome. He's using void years. Void years have been around for donkey's years in the NFL. Um, it's just more fans are getting hold of them in the last few years. All right, well, let's go straight on because we've got a time constraint. The first one up. John Johnson, it's a 33 million three-year deal. Talk us through it, Jack. Yeah, so John Johnson, it's two years effectively guaranteed. So he's got 24 million um, that he knows he's going to get paid. It's guaranteed at the time of signing. Um, and then effectively, there's that option year of um, the last, well, it's just under um, 12 12 million, uh, 24 million guaranteed. It's just under 10 million um, for that final year, 8.75 or 9.75, whether they want to keep him around, um, which I think they will. All three years, it'll be here. It's got three void years to push that money into the future with signing bonus and option bonus. But this is very much timed up perfectly. Um, it's going to rest on, do they want to give him a second contract with the Browns or do they want to extend Delpit? Um, and that is our sequencing. Andrew Berry is always banged on about. Myself and Ian have spoke about it regularly. This is perfectly lined up. So you bring in the veteran, ties up perfectly with the rookie, and then you decide which one you want to keep long term. And it's not saying, hey, 
they're definitely going to go Delpit because who knows? Delpit could be a bust and John Johnson could turn into one of the best safeties in the NFL and they might go, let's give him another three years. So uh, it's going to be interesting. One to keep an eye on, but uh, this is perfect case of sequencing. Um, the sort of numbers they reckoned he was going to get, if you look at like PFF, they were predicting uh, 13.75 million a year. Andrew Berry got him for 11.25 million a year. So an absolute bargain, two and a half million cheaper a year than expected. Um, it'd have been nice to get that fourth year option um, as a team option there, but we're happy to give that up when you're saving two and a half million um, off the expected price tag. So great work from Andrew Berry there. Yeah, big thumbs up. I'm super excited about signing, but we're limited on time. Next up is Troy Hill, nine million over two years. Yep, so Troy Hill was expected to sign a deal around 10 million and there's incentives that can get him up to 10 million over the two years. But the incredible thing about this, and remember, he is PFF's best slot corner in the entire NFL over the last two years. It's a one-year deal of four and a half million. And then they've got an option for that second year. It's a complete team option. He's got no guaranteed money after the first year. It's all in that first year, which is incredible considering he is a player that should have been coveted by lots of different teams, elite slot corner, and an above average sort of um, Terrence Mitchell style level um, boundary corner. And he signed a deal that is a one-year deal with a team option for a second. So this was insane how good it is. I expected both years to be fully guaranteed um, effectively. And it's not the case. So well done. I expected like seven, eight, Seven and a half, eight million guaranteed. It's four and a half. And uh, this is massive, massive kudos to Andrew Berry. He's got the two void years to push a bit of money back. But yeah, it's four and a half million in cash in the first year. And they just get the option in the second. Yeah, we have no sponsors on this podcast. But I do want to give a shout out to White Claw, Black Cherry. I'm drinking this during the podcast and I'm really enjoying it. Next up is Malik Jackson, 3.75 a one-year deal. Yeah, so he signed 3.75 million. He's got incentives in the deal that can get him up to four and a half. I don't know what that seven half, um, 0.75 million of incentives is, um, but it will no doubt come out. This has got more void years again. Um, so he's counting at one point, um, it's about 1.85 million this year and then uh, about 1.9 next year. Um even though he's, he won't be on the roster. Um, I think this deal just signifies they don't like the edge uh, interior D-line class. And I know lots of people are mock drafting Aleel McNeil or players like that to the Browns. A standard team will keep nine defensive linemen and four of them will be interior, five will be edge. And we're going to be leading. And, and that might be a new phenomenon for Browns fans, but we are going to be leading. And if we're leading... The last thing we want to do is have a team that's quite defensive um, and it's built to defend the run. We want to be rushing the quarterback because we're ahead and forcing them to pass the ball. So I think they don't draft a defensive lineman this year at the interior and um, the investment goes into the edge position. So, yeah, for me, this is up. Interior is done for the year. Um, Malik Jackson will be an interesting player to watch. If we do, that may be the end of Sheldon Richardson, maybe. 
it could easily be. I think they'd need to draft Barmore to be the end of Richardson. Um, and Alil McNeil will probably, it could mean the end of Jordan Elliott. They might have just said, uh, he's not got it, we'll move on already, um, which would be a surprise, but you never know. Um, but they could keep five on the edge and five in the interior and four on the edge. But then you're saying at the time of the draft, we're done with Curtis Weaver, which seems a bit early to do it because he, he is talented. Let's see what the guy's got. I don't want to move on from him effectively in April when we haven't had camp to see if he, he has got that spark. Next up is Tara Karist McClinley, a 3.7 million over a one-year deal. Yeah, so this is another one with incentives and get them up to 4.25. I'll say tack because I, I don't even want to attempt that first name. Um, so no, th- this is an interesting one that if Clowney does sign, um, let's say it's God knows what amount. He's not going to be here on more than one year. Um, whereas Tack is one that could be here longer term because he was expected to get up to nine, anything up to nine million in free agency this year. So much, much cheaper than what was rumored. Um, but if we have a look, he, he he could potentially say he has a good year, not an amazing year, just a good year. They could go, actually, we'll give him six million one year deal next year. And this is all about playing that comp pick game that they draft someone say it's Peyton Turner and they go we like Peyton Turner let's keep tack and you've got Miles Garrett that's a really nice three um so it wouldn't surprise me if he's extended after this year on a one-year deal um just to give more time for that rookie to develop into the edge too so tack even if Clowney comes in is someone that I I could see being here a couple more years he's not going to be a long long term because the answer for Miles Garrett has to, the opposite to Miles Garrett has to come through the draft and be really, really cheap. But he could provide a couple of years as an interesting option. But Jack, just really quickly on that, if we're paying him six million, he must be an ED two. Yeah, a hundred percent. So if they were going to pay him after this season, he would need to be the edge two. Um, this year, yeah, he can be the edge three. Um, I, I think it's just some insurance to see what happens with Clowney because. Obviously, if they hadn't signed him, Clowney's then got them over the barrel. If he doesn't sign, then we're in absolute state. Um, so I think that was just a smart move by the Browns to go, look, Clowney would be nice and a good addition to the team, but we don't need Clowney. Looking at the time, Anthony Walker up. Uh, One-year deal, three million. Yeah, so it's three million. We do know the incentives. So he's got half a million of incentives if he makes a Pro Bowl. So, Browns fans, if you're voting for the Pro Bowl, don't vote for Anthony Walker. Um, let's, <laughs> let's spend that half a million on something more important than Pro Bowl incentives to a player that's not going to be on the team long term. Um, sounds brutal, but quite frankly, I've got better uses of that money than uh, Anthony Walker as bank account. This is a deal. If Phillips had really shined last year, I don't think they potentially make this move. But they just want to see another 12 months of him. And if Phillips makes that development that they hope, they draft him in the third round, then Anthony Walker is off the roster in a year's time. But he is the um, most likely to start as a linebacker on the Browns' defense because everyone else is basically on one million or less deals, um, whereas he's got three. So uh, interesting player to keep an eye on. He's not going to wow, but he should be able to just come in and do a job. Friend of the podcast, Hodge. 
Yeah, so Hodge signed a restrictive free agent tender. Um, he's got 2.133 million, but it's not guaranteed, so he could get cut at any time and they can just walk away. So he is battling for a roster spot in camp. There's an interesting battle, I think, for that sort of... They'll probably draft someone, which means the sixth wide receiver spot is the only one open, and it could easily be between Hodge, Natson, and a late day three pick. So that's going to be a really, really intriguing battle for who makes the roster at the edge end there. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Russian Higgins. Rashard Higgins. Only 1.1. I thought it was a lot bigger than that. So this is a sneaky deal. So he is getting paid 2.3775 million. Um, so just under 2.4 million in cash by the team. But because there's incentives in the CBA to keep these veterans around, he will only count as 1.13 million um, roughly against the salary cap. So um, it's stuff that was built in. And if you go and read my article at the Dogland, that's got all these all broken down. There's a link to... PFF Brad's article where he goes through the veteran minimum deals, how that all works. But effectively, there's a clause in the CBA to help keep these veterans around and they're, they're not forced out the league um, for teams just bringing rookies through because they're half the price. So, um, no, he gets paid more, but he's actually counting less on the salary cap, which, hey, is useful for the Browns because we've got cash, we've got rich owner. Let's pay some more cash and keep that salary cap down. So it's not like avoid years where the money's pushed into the future. You don't have to pay that full 2.4 million he's got in terms of salary cap space. It's only the 1.13. Uh, Malcolm Smith, just under a mil. Yeah, so he's getting paid 1.2, but paid under a mil. So similar terms um, to the Rashad Higgins deal. Um, he's got like plenty of guarantees in there. So one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL last year. Great addition and really happy about that. Last but not least, well, Cody Parkey. So Cody Parkey is, um, yeah, he's he's getting paid just over a mil, um, but it counts for the same amount as um, Malcolm Smith. He's only got 62,500 guaranteed. So he is going to be battling a UDFA in camp. That seems like a lock. So, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be predicting on him hanging around. Oh, it's, it's 200,000 in guarantees once it is split out. So, yeah, he, he is fighting for a spot in camp and uh, they will definitely bring in a UDFA to compete. Last and least, Jojo Natson yeah. may not even make the camp. He, he'll make camp, I think. He's got no guarantees, but um, he, he's destined for the practice squad, I think, and uh, they can call him up if they need him. They've got no real love for Jojo Natson um, in terms of his contract, um, but... They obviously see something, so let's see what he does, and they'll decide from there. But just to wrap it up quickly, um, that leaves them with 13 million in cap space as of today. Um, they've got somewhere in the region of 1.5 to 2 million to pay for all the rookies that they're going to sign. So not that much, in, in all honesty. Um, that might sort of change, and that's why there's a range because there'll be some trades, some other stuff. I, I still think. Clowney is going to come um, and it wouldn't surprise me if they go for an outside corner like Steven Nelson or something. Let's steal off the uh, Steelers. Um, but the team's looking good. Andrew Berry, this is probably a sign of what's to come. They're not going to spend loads of money in free agency. And lots of people mocked me on Twitter before the 
uh, free agency began of, oh, Jack's just this guy that don't want to spend any money. The, the writing's on the wall. They have to start paying some of these young talent that they've got. They've agreed a deal for Miles Garrett, but they haven't really paid him yet in terms of salary cap. You've got Baker, you've got Ward, you've got potentially White Telly, um, potentially Chubb if you want to go there. Um, there is a lot of dudes that need money. Um, and that's going to mean the money goes to those players, not people they chase in free agency. So this is the end of the, the big, exciting free agency. You might see the odd little splash like a John Johnson, but it's not that much overall. Um, but no, it's an exciting time to be a Browns fan. Andrew Berry's doing great work. It's just going to be interesting to see what happens when he has to start making cuts to get some of the more expensive players off the roster to pay some of the younger dudes. So it's going to be an exciting time um, to watch that play out. Um, but as always, Browns are going to be winning, making it to the playoffs. So who really cares? Yeah, Mary Kay is saying, um, friend of the show, I've got to stress, is saying still thinks there's a good chance they'll sign Clowney. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be exciting. But uh, no, that's it for today. Sorry we weren't with you yesterday. We just had so many different commitments over Easter. So I hope you all had a fantastic Easter. And um, as always, go Browns. Go Browns.